This is The Irrelevant, a podcast about finding the deeper meaning of seemingly useless information. I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and today's episode is The Flag of Nepal. Look guys, the first episode of this podcast was a flag episode, and I've had multiple flag episodes since, I just like talking about flags. And recently the weeks have been difficult, so I decided to talk about something that I love, and I promise there's something in there for you too. So let's get to it. Expand your vexillological knowledge and join me as we explore my favorite national flag. I'm talking, of course, about the flag of Nepal. preamble to flags, which I feel is always necessary when talking about them. Flags are awesome. They convey so much in a neat little package. I mean, just think about it. A national flag is supposed to represent an entire nation in fabric, something recognizable, unique, that represents its people, the struggles, its history, all of that in one discreet little package. Flags are just so cool their design, their history, their art, all in one. And the flag of Nepal is undeniably the most unique of all national flags, mainly because of its shape. You see, the flag of Nepal is the world's only non-quadrilateral national flag. That means it's not a square or rectangle like every other flag out there. Instead, its shape is a double pennon shape. A pennon is a pennant, like a little triangle. The flag of Nepal is two pennants kind of stacked one on top of the other. And the body of the flag is crimson red. That represents bravery as well as the color of the rhododendron, Nepal's national flower. And then there's a thick blue border on the flag which represents peace. The top pennant has an emblem of a crescent moon and the bottom pennant has the symbols of a sun. That's my description, but the Nepalese constitution actually has an official description of the design of the flag, which reads as follows, quote, the national flag of Nepal consists of two juxtaposed triangular figures with a crimson colored base and deep blue borders, there being a white emblem of the crescent moon with eight rays visible out of 16 in the upper part and a white emblem of 12 rayed sun in the lower part, end quote. So see, it's official down to the number of rays that come out of the celestial bodies within the flag. And the triangular pennant shape is actually pretty historic. Most states in South Asia historically had triangular pennant shaped flags until European imperialism brought with it European vexillology and quadrilateral flags. So in that way, Nepal chose to stick to its history and keep the triangular shape and not go with the European imperialist shape, right? Which is pretty cool. The double pennant, however, is another cool story. Prior to its unification into one kingdom, Nepal was actually 54 principalities, and each of them had their own pennant flag. When King Prithvi Narayan Shah unified all the principalities into one kingdom, he took the two pennants of the rival branches of the same dynasty, of like the ruling dynasty, and put them together into a double pennant to represent the unified kingdom of Nepal. And the Shah dynasty had a crescent moon on a red pennant, and the Rana dynasty had a sun on its own red pennant. And when you combine the two, you get the double pennant with the sun and the crescent moon. 
See what I mean? Just in those two little things, there's so much there. There's this denial of colonialism. There's this story of how everything was unified and the two ruling dynasties and all of that in just a little flag. Another thing about this flag is that because of its unique shape, it can be extremely difficult to mass produce. That became kind of a big deal during the 2016 Olympic Games in Rio, where the flag design was placed on a white rectangular cloth so that the design was visible, but the shape was incorrect. So it was like a white flag, a white rectangular flag with the Nepal design printed on the edge closest to the pole from which it was swinging. And that's just downright disrespectful. But it's also been self-inflicted, though. It's not just the international people that don't care about the flag. Uh, during a visit to Nepal by Indian Prime Minister Modi, um, according to the Kathmandu Tribune on May 12, 2018, quote, Province 2 set up the wrong flag of Nepal yesterday during Indian PM's Modi's visit. It is not known whether it was a deliberate mistake or an unintentional error, end quote. So maybe I should cut the IOC a break since even the people of Nepal themselves sometimes screw up their own flag. But see, it means something to have the right flag or the wrong flag. It's significant. Even when its shape is so uniquely complicated that it can be like a hassle to get the right one, even for its own people, right? And I think that's my biggest fascination with flags, how a design and a piece of cloth can shift to embody so much that there can be a wrong version of it and that that wrong version can mean something to so many people. I mean, just think about it. If, if you were to present like the American national flag with instead of five-pointed stars, it being six-pointed stars, that changes the meaning of it entirely. If the red stripes were to be black, that changes the meaning of it entirely, right? If the star count was to be different, that changes the meaning of it entirely. It's one thing where design actually matters and it's accessible to everyone. That's why what goes into the design of a flag is so important. And the fact that Nepal decided to stay with this non-imperialist, non-conformist flag is one of the main reasons why it's so interesting. I mean, there's even a mathematical equation where the ratio of it has to be an irrational number for it to actually be correct. Um, and I just love those little details about it. I just love that so much thought and care went into planning what the flag would mean and what the flag would be. And that just shows to me that like, it's a solid state, right? That it's something that was considered beyond just a unification for the sake or a country for the sake of being a country. Um, one of my other favorite flags was the former flag of Libya, which was literally just a green field. It's since been replaced, but I mean, the, num the, the amount of thought that goes into a flag tells a lot about the country and its people and the organization and its founding. And in that sense, not only does the design make the flag of Nepal really cool, but the fact that so much thought went into it down to the mathematical equation to determine its proportions shows me that despite Nepal being in a precarious geographical location between India and China, it's probably going to be fine but maybe that's just because I like flags so much. Anyway, thanks for joining me and learning and listening about this cool flag. There's going to be lots of images of it in the show notes, so please check them out.
that's it for this week's episode of the irrelevant thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this share it with a friend again there's links to the flag there's and the show notes check it out um see you next time and as always or4 did nothing wrong This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.